what's the term? Jump the gun? Well, that, that's like, that insinuates that it was done too soon. Oh, well, yeah. I don't want to wait a year until we have like all fucked up patterns and stuff and then be like, maybe we should find out how to undo all that. How do shared goals work their way into a supportive relationship? Casually? Or does it require some intent? My name is Paige Polk, a media artist and cultural commentator in New York City. And this is Not Yet, a storytelling podcast about growing up and the relationships that help us along the way. Visit notyetseries.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Today's story is about romantic love specifically. We explore the relationship of an intergenerational, interracial, interethnic couple with an eye-opening perspective on vulnerability. Micah, pronoun he, him, his. A 28-year-old Filipino man of trans experience and his partner, Beth, she, her. A white 43-year-old woman from Poughkeepsie, New York, working as a social worker. Micah and Beth have been together for... Nine months. Um, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> He's counting something. Nine months and seven days. That's true. And just shy of a year, the couple has shared their personal challenges with health. We both have pretty serious illnesses, and I feel powerless sometimes. And securities within their relationship. Youth itself is a privilege, so I feel vulnerable in that, like, I'm going to get older quicker. And simply figuring out how to exist within the fucking system of America. <laughs> Shit, yeah, yeah. But navigate through bureaucracy, oh. exactly. All while maintaining a number of inside jokes. If you're on the train and people don't understand what our relationship is necessarily. Mm. And we've gotten a lot of looks. We get looks, yes. So then sometimes when we make out, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're like looking at me, looking at Beth, looking at me. Like trying to Beth. figure it out. Yeah, like, like what the fuck is the know. dynamic here? Yeah. This is the adopted son. Oh my god. <laughs> so fucked up. So how did this love story begin? Micah and I met at uh, Ginger's. You know, it's like mostly a lesbian bar, but queer, queer friendly, but the, the most lesbian bar of that Brooklyn has probably. <laughs> yeah, so that's where we met originally and we were just like talking, he was playing pool. Of course, he was, like, all sexy when he's playing pool because he's really good at it. And then we just, like, had, like, a good conversation. It was kind of short, but I remember that it was about straight cis people taking in, taking up queer spaces and about cultural appropriation. Yeah. And I was like, I like this guy. And then we didn't exchange information then. Yeah, no. But then a few months later... The two found themselves once again back at Ginger's. She purposefully dropped her wallet so I could return it to her. No, she didn't. She she lost her wallet and I found it. Micah is very emotionally intelligent, really like easy to talk to with Beth my openness and vulnerability was reciprocated and therefore I was like hmm interesting maybe I'm gonna stop in my whoring phase (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, you know that. Yeah. Is that a good thing? Yeah, it is a good thing. And nine months later, where are our two lovebirds today? So our therapist's name is Stacy. Um. Wait, not many people go that route in their first year of dating. Whose idea was this? That was mine. Yeah. So when did this happen? It was only like four months into dating or something. Or maybe... Four or five months. It must have been five. Yeah. At least. But yeah, she... <laughs> jump. What's the term? Jump the gun? No, that that's like... That insinuates that it was done too soon. Oh, well, yeah. You think it was, it was done too soon? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah, like five months. But prior to that, we were talking of like, if anything happens like in our journey, would you be inclined to do couples therapy? And I think that's how it all started. Like if I want this relationship to work, and I do... I don't want to wait a year until we have, like, all fucked up patterns and stuff and then be like, maybe we should find out how to undo all that. Beth and I have this goal as partners to actually make this work. Therefore, we're like, we have to make this sustainable. So I wasn't opposed to going for therapy. Like, let's learn from the beginning to, like, start with a good foundation. So what is in Micah and Beth's toolbox for building a solid foundation? Not tiptoeing. Yeah. Yeah, we process everything together to the point where someone needs to be in between. We all know about tiptoeing. What are some conversations this couple has learned to face up front? I suffer from borderline personality disorders, so I tend to go black and white and like extremes. So it's either I... I'm putting Beth into like on a pedestal or like I really, really um so mad at her and our therapists have helped me with as a tool in our relationship is being mindful when it happens and also like take a pause and actually hear what Beth's concerns and whatnot. And for Beth? Everybody has their own timelines. Mm-hmm. Like what you wanna do is fine. What mm-hmm. he wants to do is fine. <laughs> yeah. And like And she would always say, I mean, clearly, (laughs) you two are in very different (laughs) stages in your life. She's got a lot to work work on with us, too. I know. (laughs) It's like, Micah is 30-30, and you're in your whatever, and uh, (laughs) you're in what, babe? I'm 43. See? Sexy for 43. (laughs) That's a backhanded wow. compliment. That was, that's a fucked up compliment. <laughs> it was. It was. We can we can joke about these things. Yep, we do. We're very we're very chill about our age differences. Yeah. I really have had like very like self centered I don't know that that's supposed to be a negative thing, but like centered on myself goals about like what kind of work I would like to do or going back to school, what I would want to learn and that I want to have some money saved and like what kind of travel I want to do. Just like taking somebody else into account, I think, affects that and like makes me kind of try not to like grasp onto these very specific plans I have. As as Stacy says, (laughs) 
Today's podcast is sponsored by the good brothers over at Enter the Minds Podcast. E-N-T-E-R-T-H-A-M-I-N-D-S is a bi-weekly podcast where four black millennial men reflect on their lives and work through their day-to-day struggles. These men discuss coming of age in a world that's not for them while making it their own. Their goal is to create a safe space for other like-minded individuals. Check out season one and the off-season on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Keep up with the minds on Instagram and Twitter at Enter the Minds. So how does age play a role in this relationship? He gets a card in every place we go. He gets a card in when he buys cigarettes. Okay, so he looks like he's 16 sometimes. <laughs> and I don't know if you heard, I just said I'm 43. <laughs> so that looks kind of fucked up sometimes. But <laughs> like, I'm Filipino and Beth is white. <laughs> and, and therefore, it looks like I'm the adopted son. <laughs> We have never actually had that happen where somebody said that. Thank God. No one has never confronted you and said, I think that your son is walking (laughs) over there. Unattended. (laughs) (laughs) But all jokes aside. I don't know. I, I think we're both pretty like... Insecure about it. We both feel vulnerable about it, I think, coming from different directions. Like, for me, I'm the older one, so I feel vulnerable in that, like, I'm going to get older quicker. When I was Micah's age, (laughs) back in the day, um, I entered a relationship with somebody that was, it was like a large age gap. Yeah, this side is much more vulnerable for me. Like, being the younger person, youth itself is a privilege. At least in our society here, when you age, you don't, like, get taken care of in a way that people do when they're younger. Like, people often age, and if they're single or if their partner dies, they, you know, like, the loneliness and depression of, like, older folks is very real. Um, and the way we like put them in homes and stuff like that, you know, so being on the younger end of that at, at one point, it was like more empowering, like, yeah, you get to have this, (laughs) you know, and, and I'm kind of keeping you young. And now it's like, oh shit, like I'm more vulnerable to like ageism. I'm not at that point right now where like (laughs) having like an ageist experience but like eventually I will and it'll happen to me more quickly than it'll happen to him. And for Micah? I feel like an old soul to the point like as if we're just around the same age and I mean growing up I'm always around older folks and I was 13 and my friends are in their 40s 30s so um, I don't feel like powerless over Beth overpowering her I think it's just very leveled in some way in terms of insecurities I feel vulnerable in in the sense of like because I feel like I'm that person in his 20s that so lost and folks around my age it's like they're doctors or some shit you know like so successful Mm -hmm. but then success is different for everyone yes it is so that's where I feel very insecure 
because Beth is stable and I often tell her like what if you would look for someone who's like stable and like have more things to offer well he definitely has more to offer than like a bank account you can lose your bank account in a day like that's not what it's about and I've had that happen to me (laughs) where I've like lost my money and my income and all that and that didn't make me less interesting or attractive or whatever as a person regardless of our ages like our as far as humans go um we like carry around a certain amount of like information or insight into our experience and I think he's just like very insightful and also like takes his experience and like uses it in the most caring way possible and now a few words from one of our sponsors are you weary of the ways of the world we are too The New York Dose podcast is a speculation-based, topical platform providing millennial conversations around hip-hop culture, current events, and a dose of NYC lifestyle. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play, and all social sites at The New York Dose, or simply thenewyorkdose.com. Join us for the conversations that need to be had. Despite a 14-year age difference and the differing vulnerabilities that come with that, Beth and Micah have a shared challenge in one area in particular. Taking up space for yeah. Beth. And for you. Okay. <laughs> but in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me, taking up space in relationships, like not just our relationship, but like saying what I need out of a relationship. I have definitely spent some mental energy on figuring out how to have relationships with friends and with family members where, like, I'm not the one that's, like, putting in more effort than somebody else. Kind of a caretaker person that, like, takes on a caretaker role in a lot of relationships. In my mind, I have this, like, feeling that I need to offer a certain amount of support or that it's the right thing to do or that, like, I should, like call more frequently and help with cater to the person yeah cater sometimes it ends up being like catering to and then i feel like wait a second is this person catering to me too no i don't think they are so that's my tendency that's what i have to really pay attention to and for micah he needs help navigating taking up space in their own city so Micah's looking for housing. And in New York City, it's total bullshit to try to find housing. It's really hard and complicated. And if you're dealing with any kind of like governmental support or benefit or involvement, it's even harder. So in what ways does taking up space show up? Taking up space in terms of like you asking for help from people, not friends or family, but like people that could help you navigate through the fucking system of America. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so navigate through bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a really hard thing but to like, do. You're it's part of them though. <laughs> and I am one. I know. 
<laughs> I know how they think. Now remember, Beth is a social worker. Having like dealt with that whole like application process before for other people, um, I know how convoluted it is. I never had to deal with getting government assistance or anything like that and therefore I'm like so lost and I don't know where to go because the people that are supposed to be helping me aren't helping me and I'm just like what the fuck should I do wait what people so um I am under HASA HASA that stands for HIV AIDS Services Administration I'm HIV positive. HASA provides housing services to folks who are HIV positive. Micah has been assigned a case manager to help him find a place to live. So the case manager is supposed to be doing what she's supposed to be doing, which is like helping me out. And she's just not doing that. And I feel um, have like authority figure fears, like PTSD shit. So it's like it's hard for me to ask help from her. Or like to kind of like push it, push her to help me. It's kind of like, oh, we're doing it. But then I have to keep asking and asking. For me, taking up space means being able to verbalize my needs and overthinking of how someone would feel. And like knowing that you deserve help. Micah and Beth are working on stability and plan to grow old together. But what are their thoughts on growing old? It's kind of scary to think because we both have pretty serious illnesses and it it affects her like often and and I feel powerless sometimes. So I got Lyme disease. Um, I also have like a an autoimmune disorder with my for my thyroid but recently like it got kind of wacky and I went through like a few weeks of being just not myself I have to be on point with my meds because I can possibly affect Beth even more like add on to her concoction of illnesses but in true Micah and Beth fashion this is a conversation they navigated pretty early on in their relationship. Probably in like the first week. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to disclose it right away. Yeah. Um, so I told Beth um, I'm HIV positive and blah, blah, blah. And that's when she opened up her condition as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think before we had sex. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like the first day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fun for me it's it's fun to be asked questions about us and to just like think about like our relationship and and ourselves in in a way that we don't always do i really enjoy when people ask beth and i questions because i think we're we have a lot of like inside jokes that (laughs) then we're just like hmm A joke about inside jokes. What a perfect note to end on for these two. 
What's it like for you taking up space in your world? And who helps you out in that process? Let us know at notyetseries at gmail.com. And you could be on a new episode of Not Yet. To listen to other episodes, subscribe to the podcast, and learn more about the project, visit notyetseries.com. Talk soon. Not Yet is a podcast hosted by Paige Polk and produced by Paige Polk and Sam Riddell. Elizabeth Olguin is our social media manager, and our theme music was produced by Luigi. This episode featured interviewees Micah Makalanda and Beth Howard. This episode of Not Yet is sponsored by the New York Dose. Take a listen to their trailer. What up, everybody? It's your girl Adelo. So just in case you didn't know, so... It's the conductor of the train, your boy DJ SJ614, and we are the the New New York York Dose. Dose. We provide millennial conversations around hip-hop culture, current events, and a dose of New York City lifestyle. Our current theme is conversations that need to be had, recalling our past, and analyzing our present to rectify our future. It's super dope stuff, but we don't want to give it all away here, so... Catch us twice a week. At the New York Dose. Bringing you that entertainment. And spiritual growth. It's It's the the New New York York Dose, Dose, baby. baby.